Welcome to What's Eric Eating? Culture Maps Weekly look at all things Houston bars and restaurants. I'm your host, Culture Map food editor Eric Sandler. We're doing something a little different this week. It has become a tradition on the show. This is my look back at the year in dining with some of my regular co-hosts. Let me introduce them individually. He is a passionate advocate for the Houston food scene. Matt Harris, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing well, sir. Thanks for having me. She is a beverage consultant who is responsible for the cocktail programs at a number of successful Houston restaurants. Linda Salinas, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And finally, she is an expert on food, wine, and good times, and a licensed esthetician, Felice Sloan. Welcome back. Hey, 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 hey. All right, y'all. Let's dive into this. I've sent you some questions to think about. Matt, I know we're up against a, a time crunch with you, so let me, let me start with you. What are your top three new restaurants that opened in 2020? Do we do our own sound effects or will T-City provide I, those? I'll I'm going to leave that up to, uh, I'm going to leave that up to producer Tyler. Oh, sound, give them sound effects. Okay, Tyler, you can do it. Okay, my bad. It, uh, uh, top three new restaurants that opened this year, Blue Dorns, Musifer, and Belly of the Beast. So that's for me. Those are mine. Blue Dorn, Lucifer, Belly of the Beast. All right. Linda, how about you? I mean, because of this dumpster fire that we've had this year, uh, I actually, I only have one. Um, it's Blue Dorn. Um, because I personally, I like to focus a little bit more on places that I want to give business to that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm personally just my, in my own, my own way. I, I like to focus on stuff that I, we've, that I like to focus on and support like, you know, older, you know, stuff. All right. Well, we'll, we'll circle back on that. Felice, how about you? Linda. You know what? I'm kind of a mix. I'm with Linda. Like um, I have two though. I'm going to name. Um, but again, this is not really fair because of the crap we've had to deal with this year, I didn't get to as many new places and I wanted to um, focus on more places that need to see people or also when I wasn't comfortable going to eat places, getting takeout. So that's, that's it. So I'm gonna go with what everyone else is loving, Blue Dorn, and um, I was pretty impressed with um, Killens um, in the Heights. So those are going to be my two for right. new restaurants. Well, what about I, you? Well, I'm, you know, I have a whole article with <laughs> my 12 favorite restaurants uh, of 2020. Blue Dorn, obviously, is at the top of that list for me. Uh, I'm with Matt on Musifer. I just think it's a really special uh, a really special place. Uh, and then, you know, the, the one that uh, maybe betrays my, you know, my, my inner private school snob is Turner's, which I just thought was 
such a luxurious and comforting experience and in a in a year that's been so chaotic like feed me you know feed me steak tartare with foie gras feed me bone-in ribeyes feed me Mm -hmm. lobster thermidor uh in in a beautiful room with with very fancy glassware that's when you're uh, feeling a little spendy right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. when when you want to spend all of that six (laughs) hundred dollar stimulus check on dinner for two turner's is there for you that's that's what they're there for um all right so and and to be fair to be fair the these things aren't mutually exclusive, right? You you can support new places and you can support old places. So right. I agree. Well, and, and so, you know, I've, I mean, I've given you, uh, I've given you these questions in a certain order, but, but since both you and Linda brought it up, Felice, let's, let's focus on that. What are some of the places, maybe two or three of the places you found yourself going back to again and again, that you wanted to support this year, knowing that restaurants needed our dollars? I'm going to say Candente, of course. Um, Fat Eatery. Those are like two that I always like try to go to on a regular and support them. Oh, and also Dish Society as well. Yeah. Linda, how about you? What are, what are some of the established restaurants you found yourself going back to again and again? Mm, Pondicherry, uh, local foods, uh, Polly's, of course, uh, and then Brazil for that delicious cheeseburger. <laughs> one, of the, one of the top dishes of 2020, to be sure. Of course. Right. Matt, how about you? What are, what are some of your classics that you kept going back to? Uh, Riel, uh, and, and, and Riel again with the, uh, (laughs) (laughs) with the rolling out of the Louis sandwich menu and, uh, relish would be another one. Yeah. I, uh, I will say Candente, uh, was the last restaurant I went to before the initial shutdown and the first restaurant I went back to when restaurants were allowed to reopen. So uh, that's definitely on, on my list, Matt. I know it's on, on yours as well. Uh, one place that I found myself at pretty regularly is Cata Robata. Uh, I thought they've done a very good job in terms of uh, distancing and spacing and hygiene and all that. And also it's uh, surprisingly affordable at lunch as long as you're judicious about getting into the specials and that sort of thing. Uh, and then I, I mean, maybe my, I don't know. I, I think maybe the, the best meal I had in a Houston restaurant in, uh, at an established Houston restaurant in 2020 might've been at Squabble. And if I had to re-rank the top 100 Houston restaurants, which I, I did not do this year, but hopefully I get the chance to do again next year. I, I, I had a half a thought that Squabble might've been, might have been number one or, or certainly in the top three. And, and as we're sitting here talking, I feel like I, uh, there was one that I visited so often. It was like a second home, La Lucha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Man, thank you for saying La Lucha. I, I'd always forget that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and La Lucha is a restaurant that has, you know, with that big 
uh, patio is is one of those restaurants that uh, was very well suited to kind of the way we all wanted to dine this year. And, and in terms of in terms of being outside, but also just in terms of wanting comfort, which I think is is kind of one of the the strong uh, impulses from this year was just you know yeah give me give me roasted oysters and fried chicken, and I'll be content. And, and pharmacy burger and crawfish <laughs> bread. And... We won't talk about the griddle cakes because I'll have to get off and go to La Lucha. <laughs> so one of the other trends uh, this year is what what I'm I'm describing as food startups or you know businesses that primarily existed maybe on Instagram and either held pop-ups or you sort of pre-ordered and picked up from them. Um, and I, I supported a, a number of different places and we've talked about them some uh, in a kind of a piecemeal way on the show throughout the course of the year. But uh, Matt, let me start with you. Cause, cause I know we're, we're running low on time for you, but uh, was there a food startup or two that you want to give a shout out to that, that kind of defined dining in 2020 for you uh you know oddly um i would say it was a pretty good year for houston dining um even considering the pandemic uh the the two that uh jump out to me are the the snack lab boys tatemo and uh underground creamery no, ab- absolutely, and and of course, I'm I'm with you on underground creamery. You know, this is this is Josh. You know, all of my all of my close friends know that uh, there was a period of time when, you know, even before Josh was operating out of a commercial kitchen with a, a food handler's license, when he was just kind of selling quietly to uh, friends and family over Instagram, uh, that I was stocking Google spreadsheets and looking for, you know, the latest. Uh, roast of the week, the coffee, ice cream, or, or really anything with that, uh, Oreo base he makes. And, uh, even though it has become more difficult to obtain as, as his, uh, popularity has grown, I, you know, I, I'm a regular, uh, underground creamery customer and, and certainly one of those, one of those things that made 2020 a little more delicious. Linda, how about you? Linda, how about you? What are what are a couple of the the pop up uh, pop ups that you supported this year? You know, I'll be honest with you, I haven't done much of those pop ups. Like, um, obviously, the Tatemo guys. You know, I've I've picked up some stuff from them, um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's all you guys. Sorry. <laughs> well, you went to Christina Oz pop up when she was at Revival. I know. Well, I mean, yeah, and, and I think I, I think it just seems like trying to like remember everything that's happened in the last like eight months has been such a whirlwind. Um, you know, like like even like as we're talking as we're talking through like the memories of how of what's happened this year has been like, was that two months ago? Was that six months ago? Was that yesterday? Who knows? Yeah, time has time has certainly blurred. Um, Felice, I'm, I'm going to get to you in a second, but just a, a couple others, just kind of off the top of my head. Um, You're the king the, of pop-ups. Well, I, 
you know, you I'm are. not afraid. I'm not afraid <laughs> to stand in line. I'm not afraid to stalk Instagram and web pages to get the food that I want. Uh, but you know, Sasha Grumman, uh, who's the fierce chef on Instagram and had been a guest on this podcast, her focaccia. Uh, I've bought that. Uh, I've bought cookies and other treats from the bake happening. Uh, Andrea Guattari. I've bought, uh, I don't know. I've, I've, I feel like I've, I've bought so many things, so many, uh, Felice, I'm, I'm going to set you up for the next one, even though we talked about it um, last week on the show. Um, but Dominic Lee's gumbo uh, under the alligator pear brand. Yeah, you know, I'm committed to, you know, gumbo. I'm not a queen of pop-ups, right? Like, I, I have every intention to come into the city on the weekends a lot of the times. And by the time I get there, it's done or I forget. So... Um, I try to do pop-ups, but definitely I'm committed to gumbo. So <laughs> I've gone every week and he's got, he's committed to doing it through the beginning of the year to make sure we have gumbo and he hasn't disappointed. You know, I'm not going to call Matt out, but every time I just happen to be in line picking up my gumbo, I haven't, see, I just happen to see Matt. So I'm going to call him the king of gumbo. I mean, the king of pop-ups as well, because I haven't seen him that much this year, but I see him back to back. I've seen him in the gumbo line picking up gumbo every week. Speaking <laughs> well, of stalking. Well, you know, and there's like, there's a, there's been um, the night shift boys that have been doing pop-ups out of, um, out of the, um, uh, how to survive. How to survive. And I've all, and you know what, um, now to think of it, the, the, I don't ever know how to say their freaking name. It's T L H A. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Wait, 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 hold on, Matt. Say it one more time. Tlawak. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Boo boo. <laughs> or Papalo. Papalo. Yeah. 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 Okay. Papalo. I've, I've picked up stuff from them. Um, the night shift boys make incredible uh cocktails to go i actually i stocked up my refrigerator um and gotten a couple of stuff from them um but uh but what i really what i'm really kind of like my next my eye on the prize right now is that angie's pizza because i keep hearing that it's the best freaking pizza linda me too eric is like you know eric is a pizza guy so you know if Eric just says, oh, my God, see, it's good. I know it's going to be good, but I'm like, is it good based on a pizza guy's good, right? So Eric's like, see, it's good. I'm like, okay. But then, like, five other people are like, they they ran and rave about it like Eric. So I'm like, okay, I got to get the pizza. So I'm with you. Yeah. You know, no. Uh, yeah, no. Mary and I talked about Angie's Pizzas on the show uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago. Uh, Angelo... Uh, Angelo Emiliani, who's uh, a Houston, grew up in Houston, and but spent a couple of years working for uh, Chris Bianco in, in LA, you know, who's uh, probably the most prominent pizza chef in America. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he started out at How to Survive, now he's at Eighth Wonder. Uh, wood-fired, Italian style, not strictly classic VPN. Um, but but he's he's doing some fun stuff. He's going to the farmers market and getting seasonal produce, and he's getting his cheeses from Dairy Maids and all that stuff. And it's 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 very good pizza. 
All right, I'll be the judge of that. Felice, we'll report. <laughs> Yes, we will. Yes, we will. All right. So we've talked about new restaurants and we've talked about classic restaurants and we've talked about startups. Uh, maybe what are a couple of your dishes of the year? Uh, Linda, I know you mentioned the, the burger at, uh, at Brazil. Was there a couple others? Yeah, actually, um, I have a couple of, uh, of, of great bites this year. Um, we haven't talked about yet was the uh, the pasta dishes at Ostia this year. Um, they did a mushroom gnocchi that was incredible. Um, obviously, um, the egg sandwich that uh, UB Preserve that Nick Wong did was out outrageous. Beyond. Um, yeah, outrageous. I just, I think it's one of the most, like, I, I, I think that they, they just don't get enough press, honestly. I mean, Nick Wong does some incredible stuff. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, um, Rosie Cannonball's like, um, some of their, their, their pizzas are just really fantastic. Um, and that's kind of like, that's, that's what I've been into. Matt, how about you? Well, uh, as we may have previously discussed, I think it's been a very strong year in Houston dining and, uh, my most memorable dishes reflect that. The uh, mole and the conchas from Tulak and Papalo um, are both not just excellent for this year, just excellent for any year. I think they stand up to any that I've had. Uh, anything from Christina Al, her desserts are just very, very special. Look forward to seeing what she does next, uh, some more classics, the potato salad on the Louis menu that Riel is doing. And the Wagyu Philly that Kata is doing. Um, but as Linda mentioned, those egg sandos from UB Preserve were, I'm, I can still taste them, literally. <laughs> uh literally because you you have leftovers in your fridge or like they were that good okay um felice how about you favorite dishes of of 2020 i'm gonna have to say you know what i don't really ha i didn't really have any just like standout dishes not because there's one or two that didn't stand out I just found myself every time I was going out to dine, just really going ham and just being so happy to be in the space just because of all the crazy. So I've had really good um, meals, you know, katas, they always um, turn it out. I've had some great meals there. But one of the places that I frequent that I didn't name that um, they're just kind of, um, I didn't think they could get any better. And that would be corkscrew. You know, the barbecue is always solid, 
but then they're doing like fun things where they're um they brought the tacos back you know you can get tacos um they have this sandwich which is insane it's like a pulled pork sandwich they're putting cheese sauce on it like and i'm I'm a period so i'm like i don't need all that but when you have theirs you're like oh yeah i do need all that like <laughs> you're like okay like I, if it can get any better this, this is what you would do to make it better so you know that's what i'm gonna say um the classics even even when i went to um killings and um in the heights and i had the barbecue and the uh, brisket tamale just i was happy and i was telling you last week the gumbo that i had from the pop-up like i'm like am i crying like you know it brought tears to my eyes so um <laughs> you know fat eatery i can name all the i've had so so many really good meals and i think um too is because i'm so happy that uh, a lot of these restaurants are still open or the new ones are open and people are going just to be um, happy and honored to be in this space and that they are able to still exist and they're cranking out good meals. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we, we've all sort of said, Kata, I, I will say that lobster sando uh, that they're doing is, is maybe my single favorite, uh, my single favorite bite of, this year uh matt mentioned the louis pop-up i mean that uh that you know it, a, a chicken parm a chicken parm sandwich is a fast way to my heart uh and and that one was particularly good i mean i'm i'm sort of scrolling through i'm sort of scrolling through my phone looking at uh looking at pictures and thinking about meals i've had with uh, some of you man that uh that hot dog that truth barbecue did for uh Texas Monthly Barbecue Week, you know, that was so delicious. Uh, you know, I, I think Matt's right. I think, it, you know, as challenging as uh, this year has been, um, you know, if you if you felt comfortable dining out, if you were willing to to sort of venture, then there, there was a lot of good food uh, to be had. Um, have you guys had, uh, have you, have, have, any of you guys had the OK Dog egg sandwich, by the way? No, I don't know what that is. Okay, so OK Dog is a little stand inside of H Mart. It's a Korean, um, it's a Korean stand. And I don't know if you guys have had the egg sluts, egg slut sandwiches from LA. It's very similar in that side. So it's like a, a milk bread. Um, stuffed full of um, fluffy uh, eggs. And they do a bunch of other like weird like hot dog, corn dog stuff that's, you know, dipped and whatever, whatever. But it is, I, I honestly like, like under the radar, amazing, amazing egg sandwich inside of H Mart. It was honestly like one of the most delicious things I've had this year. This is the. Uh, I, I will go one step further. I think it's better than egg slot, uh, and I think they have the best uh, Korean style corn dogs in Houston. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, it's 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 incredible. This is the H Mart um, in Spring Branch on Blaylock, I think. Yep. Okay. All right. 
All right. Well, I feel I like I make a trip. Very. I fun. feel like I I've learned like something. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and Felice, you mentioned Killens. Uh, man, that chicken pot pie is just so good. I know it's kind of a it's a, it's a silly thing, but man, that I just I couldn't get enough of that. Um, all right. So then, let me move on to our next topic. Um, I have it listed here as status shutter. Uh, this has obviously been a really tough year for for restaurant closures. Um, Felice, let me let me. Well, Matt, do we still have you? Go with Matt, and then come back to me. I don't know. I, I think Matt may have had to. Uh, I think Matt may have had to sign off, but. Uh, Linda, let me start with you then. What about uh, what are what was maybe the one or two restaurants that closed this year that you'll you're the most sad about? Why do you have to always start with me, Lord? Okay, okay. <laughs> well, Matt texted me. Matt had Matt had to go, but he texted me. Matt's saddest shutter is Morningstar, the donut shop in the Heights. He writes, "Hats off to David and Eki and Nickin." for creating a great everyday cafe with food that stood up to the coffee. And then I, I, I honestly, like, I don't, I, I don't know which ones, which ones. I mean, honestly, the one thing that really like hit me hard, which wasn't a restaurant was Alice's tall Texan. That is a sad one. Absolutely. A, a Houston institution and, and just a, a classic dive bar and, and the kind of place that you just sort of assumed was always going to be there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's, I mean, that's the, I, I mean, like for me, I'm like, oh man, not Alice's tall Texan, not the frosty goblets of Shiner, you know, like I don't even like Shiner. <laughs> but it tasted better in that giant goblet. I mean, yeah, it just did. Cry, sad emoji. Uh, public services, certainly, uh, oh. just, you know, such an elegant, a uh, place to have a drink with a great staff led by Justin Van. Uh, that one really, that one really caught me. Uh, the classic Benji Levitt's restaurant on Washington Avenue. I, um, you know, I think a lot of people know I was sick last year. Uh, the classic was the first restaurant I went to when I uh, was well enough to, to be out and about. And just because I, I just, not that it was like yeah. the best restaurant, but just that it had such an eclectic menu it could really suit every taste. It was a beautiful room and it was just so comfortable. And yeah. so, you know, that one, and then uh, Bernie's burger bus. I was going to say Bernie's. <laughs> right. As much because, I mean, there's a lot of places for great burgers in this town. And, you know, that was true uh, when Bernie's opened and, and it remains true, but um, just kind of watching it evolve from, you know, one bus parked at Lizard's Pub to, you know, four restaurants and, and seeing Justin Turner kind of come into his own as a, a chef and a restaurateur. I mean, you know, it, uh, you know, that one, that one hurt. Uh, and, yeah. And even though, you know, Justin's gone on and he's going to do some great work up in uh, Northeast Houston, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I, I miss Bernie's. I will continue to miss Bernie's. Yeah, I do too. That one felt like, you know, it's like we we watched um, Justin grow up, uh, say, right, to say, like to watch the restaurant from the one truck, as you say, to 
a multiple restaurants and um he's one of those guys that was just you know he did pop-ups he did so many things beyond just the burgers so um I'm that one kind of hit really hard for me and I was really sad um also I was kind of sad I really liked um penny quarter like I just thought it was just super cute and it was like fun to meet friends over there um I was sad when that closed too no I I agree with you and that that's one of those places that I feel like you know it kind of opened towards the end of 2019 and so it just didn't it it never really had a chance right it it didn't yeah it didn't and and they had just they had tweaked the menu some and they had hired some new staff to tweak the cocktails and and just when it seemed like um justin you and bobby hugel were really starting to get penny quarter figured out you know shut down you know that kind of cafe space wasn't viable as a business and and it went away um yeah you know, and I, and I feel that way about Alma, which was uh, David Guerrero's kind of high-end South American restaurant in Highland Village. I, I think, you know, maybe it was open for six weeks before the shutdown and then it just went away. But I, I mean, one of my best meals of the year and was it, was it that restaurant? And, you know, there was, a, there was ceviche and there was short rib and there was vegetable dishes and there was all this, all this really exciting food. And, uh, you know, I was I was really looking forward to going back there and, and really getting to know that restaurant. And of course, it it just didn't last. Yeah. Linda, other than Alice's, do you have maybe one more? No, I don't like I don't like talking about sad stuff. Move along. <laughs> I can't. I cannot right. with Linda. I can't. All right. I'm uh, like, I've had enough of this. <laughs> all right. Well, my my last uh my last topic is what are you looking forward to in 2021? I'm looking forward to, we talked about this two weeks ago, I think. Um, I'm looking forward to the post food hall, like adding some more restaurants that I can get. What did you ask me? Am I? Whelmed, underwhelmed or overwhelmed? I stole that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I can get, overwhelmed because I'm just like kind of whelmed right now so they have so many more to open up and I just you know the possibilities are there so I'm I'm hoping for them I'm really hoping that they you know knock my socks off I know they can do it yeah. uh I, I think I, and I think I think I'm I'm really excited to see like the swell of like of you know, of little food stands popping up, you know, in, 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 in those, in those spaces as well. Yes, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, I think like we said on the show, uh, I think that was last week, right? We, you know, salt and mm-hmm. time, salt and time is a good start, you know, but, but show me what else you've got, bring in some more uh, regional national type players. I mean, you know, and, and get smart Houston operators to kind of round things out, give people an opportunity because that, that is going to be a really spectacular space when they've built it all out and it'll be, it'll be a great opportunity for somebody. A uh, couple others that come to mind for me, 
Uh, number one has to be Hamsa, the uh, the kind of more casual uh, restaurant that uh, the Doris Metropolitan guys are opening in Rice Village. I mean, you know, the the bread program at Doris has always been uh, one of the best things about that restaurant, and and so you know the idea that they're going to be making pita and other breads with hummus and you know kebabs and salads and just you know um their approach their technique you know a, a kind of modern israeli perspective at a at a lower price point uh you know i'm i'm absolutely all about that uh shoot the moon the self-service concept from kevin floyd he was on the show uh, a while back talking about what they're going to do it's going to have pizza which obviously is right in my wheelhouse um and then uh roots uh roots bistro that uh the self-service wine concept coming to the east end that uh chef jd Fouché is working on i'm i'm real curious to see kind of how that all comes together but you know i i do think it's uh you know maybe we don't have quite the volume of choices like usually at this point uh like for example this point uh, last year i there were probably a dozen different restaurants that i could think of just off the top of my head that were going to open or that we were pretty sure we're going to open in uh 2020 and and you know it i don't i don't feel like i have that perspective on 2021 at this point there's there's some stuff that's kind of lingering from this year but you know i think we're going to have a little bit of a lull uh, while we wait for the market to sort of reassess itself and, and people to start making some decisions. But, but we are seeing opportunities. I mean, I, I had an article a couple of weeks ago uh, with the owners of Armando's that they're bringing their Italian concept Lulu's to Houston because, you know, they got a deal, they got a deal in a space that they felt like was more affordable than something they'd been offered, you know, a couple of years before. So, you know, and in that sense, I guess I am sort of excited because, you know, one of the, one of the complaints from operators always is, is rental rates. And, uh, you know, so if the market is reset a little bit, maybe that provides some opportunities for people who, who didn't think that they, they had a shot. Uh, but you know, there's, there is some, there is some promising stuff and let me, uh, let me add Matt's contribution here, which is, uh, looking forward to some normalcy to the industry. Bars and restaurants have bared the brunt of the pandemic, uh, you know, and that's certainly true. You know, as we get back to normal and vaccines get distributed, then we we will have, you know, a more normal dining environment. We we can be, you know, three deep at a bar again, uh, and have the the vibrancy of a full dining room. And I, I mean, I I certainly look forward to that with with all of you. Me too. You know, I know our, what normalcy looks like um, in 2021 is not going to be normalcy from 2019. However, um, I just kind of go with everything that you guys have said. I just want to see our industry. I want to see people winning again. Um, people at their comfort level making their way back to restaurants and bars and just, you know, being able to smile and fellowship with their family and friends and, and smile again. 
Yeah, no, and I, and I think you're right. I mean, and, and Matt, Matt messaged me with the same point, right? It's not going to be, it's not going to be instantaneous, right? It's not going to be January 1st and everything's going to be back to normal. But as the vaccines start to roll out, you know, second quarter, maybe even third quarter, you know, hopefully by the summer we'll be not, not normal necessarily, or maybe not back to 2019, but, but it's something that feels more normal where we, where we are comfortable gathering in large groups again. Uh, you know, I think that's, that's going to be the big thing. Linda, what, what about you? What are you, uh, you have any other thoughts on this? Um, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see a couple of the, you know, the little smaller, smaller, you know, mom and pop shops coming, you know, kind of opening up. Like I know that there's a hot pot spot that's opening up in, you know, in Midtown. And I've seen a couple of like little sushi places that are starting to pop up in, in Midtown. And, you know, a couple like, you know, like obviously, you know, there's plenty of people that uh, there's plenty of, of, you know, restaurateurs, people that, uh, have a little bit more means to, you know, follow up with PR and so on and so forth. And we're starting to see, you know, l- you know, things are starting to lighten back up. You know what I mean? Um, people are, are, are seeing that the, the end of the, the, you know, the end of the tunnel is starting to, you know, to get a little bit, you know, that light is starting to, to, to come back up. So, um, it's been really hard, you know, it's, it's hard because, you know, I've worked in the industry for such a long time and it's, it's, it's almost, it's, we're almost at the end of it, you know? And, you know, as far as like the, the industry as a whole, we're in a much better place, I think, um, that, than we are in, in other parts of the country. You know, we still have the ability to go in and have, you know, safe dining and our dining rooms are not shut down by the, you know, by the, by the governor and stuff like that. So it's, it's hopeful you know, that we just need just a couple more months and, and we'll get, we'll get out of this, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think it, it is important to sort of recognize that, that our experience in Texas has been different than people, especially if they're in California, New York, and that's where so much of the national media attention is, you know, that, that we were shut down for a relatively short amount of time. You know, we have had indoor dining, uh, Governor Abbott has made it clear he's not going to shut us down again. Um, and but you know people still need to be smart about where they go and what they do. They need to, you know, we'll, we're going to be wearing masks in public for, uh, you know, at least the first the first part of uh, next year, and and that's going to be part of our reality. And and we'll expect to see staff at restaurants wearing them too. And and. You know, it'll be it'll oh, be great when we can be uh, greeted with a smile again <laughs> when we walk into a dining room. But uh, you know, but but that we can still go out and support these places. You know, dine in if you're comfortable, outdoors if you're comfortable uh, to go. You know, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, it's because you it's it's because you love restaurants, right? It's it's not because I'm such a super talented broadcaster, and uh, it'll oh, be great when we can be. Are. Oh, thank you. That was you, 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 uh, you followed up on that beautifully, but, but, you know, uh, and we want them to survive, you know, uh, and we want to have a, you know, Houston is a better city when it's got a, a diverse mix of restaurants and, and new and exciting places to talk about and, and old favorites to keep going back to. And, 
and everything in between. So, you know, but if we can just, if we can just hold on a little bit longer, hopefully we'll, we'll be in a better spot and we'll have, we'll have more to talk about in, uh, in 2021. Well, I look forward to, uh, you know, tackling the list with you as usual and listening to you and Linda go at it and you and Matt make me laugh. So, you know, I look forward to all of that food, fun, and friends in 2021 and as much normalcy as possible. You know, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. So thank you to Matt Harris. Thank you, Felice Sloan. Thank you, Linda Salinas. Uh, You know, to go through the usual, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Eric Sandler. You can follow Linda on Instagram at klindahtx. You can follow Felice on Instagram at swankymaven. And you can follow Matt on Instagram at thatguyhouston. And of course, keep it locked on culturemap.com for all the latest Houston bar and restaurant news. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back next week.